Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Pastor David Fountain of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Pastor David teaches through God's Word. he's calling us into is much freer and much more challenging than either simply indulging and acting like there's no rules or making up so many rules because we're afraid of ever getting anything wrong that we don't lean on him for his direction and his guidance. What he calls us to is to walk with him and talk with him and deal with our own hearts and grow and mature with him. There is freedom in Christ. We aren't shackled by rules and regulations that we are unable to keep. In today's message from Pastor David, he encourages us to lean into Jesus and experience the freedom we have under his wings. We can glorify God by drawing near to him and learning to walk like Jesus. Stick around after today's message from Pastor David. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor David in the book of Romans chapter 15, as he begins his message to the glory of God. Jesus, keep us fixed on your joy, resting in you, trusting you, relaxed in you. Amen. My name is David, and today we are continuing in Romans chapter 15. And we're going to be getting into the issue of using our lives, living our lives, to glorify God. And that speaks of the issue of celebrating, of honoring Him, the glorify. It can feel kind of weird, right? I mean, it's not a word that we like use a lot, but we're celebrating who He is. That's what this means. We're delighting in it and we're honoring it. We're lifting up who God is. And we're looking a lot at that of just like trusting his heart, recognizing how good he is. And then also what it looks like to live that out, to celebrate his freedom and his joy that he gives us with one another, honoring that in our behavior, in the way we treat each other. And so Romans 15 is continuing this, right? Romans 14 and 15, it's just different parts of the same letter. It was literally just a letter to the church in Rome. And so we're continuing with the same idea here in verse 1. Romans 15 says, We then who are strong ought to bear with the scruples of the weak, not to please ourselves. We're not focusing on our own comfort, but that we're focusing on caring for one another. Instead, please your neighbor for his good, leading to edification, to building up. Because even Jesus did not please himself. He didn't focus on his own comfort. He came to us. And as it's written, the reproaches of those who reproached you fell on me. That Jesus bore the shame in our place and he bore the, the weight of everyone's aggression toward God. And he tells us what was written before 
was written for our learning, that we, through the patience and comfort of God's word, might have hope. So point number one is to bear with the weak. Again, continuing with the same idea of honoring God by bearing with each other. And this language of weakness and vulnerability, it's a little touchy to speak of ourselves and others that way. But what he's saying is really simple and kind. He's just acknowledging we come with weaknesses. We come with baggage. We've all got wounds and areas that we are weak. And there's no shame in that. He's not putting that down. He's just saying we have to recognize in ourselves and each other the fact that we, we need help. And particularly what he's talking about here is conscience. What we've been looking at over the last couple of weeks is this thing of the fact that we have freedom in Christ, but within that freedom, there are things that for some are compromised and for others are not. Like for some people, one thing is compromised, where for someone else, it's not. And we have to leave room for the places where each of our own consciences is weak or tender and not despise it, not judge one another for that, just being practical about it. When I came to Jesus, I had already had you know, lots of different areas of compromise, places where I had a conviction that I crossed. And so it was confusing to sort out sometimes. Now I'm free, so in that sense, some things are not wrong in and of themselves, but I know what it feels like to do something that I'm like kind of allowed to do, but I know it's going to lead me other places. So it would be tricky a lot of times to sort out, am I compromising right now? Or is this something that's actually okay? If it's within the bounds of like, it's, it's not something crazy, but I know for me, it's questionable. My conscience was tender with that. And it took a long time. And it's still something we're all learning, right? But it took people with more maturity, with more mature consciences, bearing with me and training me for me to get freedom in that. And because we're not looking to just indulge. This is not the same as having no law. But we also aren't looking for just endless laws. And so he's saying we need to bear with one another. We need to come to the, to the place where we're using our maturity and our strength to help others get their feet under them in this place of the conscience that you're not compromising but you're not needing endless boundaries and unnecessary, arbitrary boundaries. And I'm not going to push this, I'm not going to dig into this a ton, but I do want to add a caveat here that he's not saying that because some people have issues, we should just like not do anything that might ever cause anyone to stumble. Some people take it to that extreme, that because people have issues with alcohol, or because people have issues with lust, or because people have issues with money, or whatever it is, that we then, we shouldn't go to the beach, we shouldn't drink alcohol, we shouldn't do, like, these different things that, we shouldn't dance, all these different cultural things that we put up and make a law where it's not appropriate to make a law. You need to know yourself, you need to know what's healthy for you, but that doesn't mean that we apply these personal areas of weak conscience out to everyone. And it's not scriptural, like it's not logical, it's because it's just, it becomes impossible. And specifically, it's not what Jesus models for us. It's not what Jesus did when he was walking in society with us. That's not how he lived. He went to dinner parties. He had female disciples in the Middle East. That was like very scandalous for them. 
He drank wine. He hung out with the tax collectors, the guys whose mouths were not clean. Jesus did not model for us abuse of freedom, but Jesus is scandalously free. And he got frustrated with the religious leaders of his time. They're holding up so many laws, making all these extra laws, just in case. He says, John came neither eating nor drinking, right? John the Baptist, he's like, didn't drink any alcohol, lived very like strict diet, very orthodox. And they say he has a demon because he's so strict. He says, the son of man came eating and drinking. And they say, look at him, a glutton and a drunkard, a friend of tax collectors and sinners. Wisdom is justified by her deeds. Wisdom is justified by her deeds. It's not that there's no rules. It's not that there's no boundaries. But there's a lot of freedom. He says, yes, we have to pay attention, but we don't need all these extra arbitrary rules. What he's calling us into is much freer and much more challenging than either simply indulging and acting like there's no rules or making up so many rules because we're afraid of ever getting anything wrong that we don't lean on him for his direction and his guidance. What he calls us to is to walk with him and talk with him and deal with our own hearts and grow and mature with him. And that takes work and it takes relationship with him. And it it means that on the one hand, we are completely free. And at the same time, we surrender every right to him because we want him to teach us how to actually serve him and we don't want to unnecessarily hurt one another. There's so much freedom in it. But there's a submission in there too. There's a surrender to him in there as well. And that leads us into verse 5. He says, May the God of patience and comfort grant you to be like-minded toward each other according to Jesus, that you may with one mind and one mouth glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus. Therefore, receive each other, just as Christ also received us to the glory of God. Point number two he tells us to glorify God together. And over and over, that's the way he talks about it, is, is the togetherness. Paul prayed for the church to receive God's patience and comfort. And that's what he talks about, the patience and comfort of the scriptures, that God, God's patience and comfort would shape us. you tuned in to Main Thing Radio today. We'd like to encourage you to continue reading God's Word daily, looking for how the Bible applies to your everyday life. If you love today's teaching and would like to listen to more like this one from the Book of Romans, you'll find them at MainThingRadio.com. While you're there, you can also learn more about this ministry and connect with us on social media. We encourage you to subscribe to our podcast. Here's David to tell you more. Life these days moves fast. From one appointment to the next, most of us race through our days at blinding speed. But there's always a moment to pause. Those in-between times are great opportunities to connect with God. Subscribe to the Main Thing Radio podcast to enjoy messages like you heard today, anytime, anywhere. Simply go to MainThingRadio.com and click on the podcast button. Thanks, David. Would you be interested in joining us this weekend for worship and Bible study? If so, come visit us at Calvary, Miami Beach. Or you can join us online through our live stream. 
Find out all you need to know by clicking on Calvary Miami Beach under the About tab at MainThingRadio.com. Our time with you today is about up, but we're so grateful that you're part of our listening audience. Please join us again as we take another look at the Book of Romans right here on Main Thing Radio.